What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. We're still together. We're still here. Oh, you know what? We should have did a fucking costume change. <laughs> I, have you not noticed I've been losing articles of clothes? You just said, by the time we do reels, you're going to be naked. Like, you wish. Oh, I literally don't want to make one, too, and I wash my face, and yeah, there's, there's fucking <laughs> mascara residue. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We are you here like for a full-blown episode. Full episode. Episode 28. Hey, hey, we just want to say, not that we're apologizing for 27, but mm. the quality isn't what we wanted it to be. Yes. So we're going to attempt to make more efforts to be in person and or... Um, I don't know, turn was, the Wi-Fi off in my entire um, house so it's not a fucking connection Develop, <laughs> Develop um, internet services that it's just us. So it's going to be the Rewriting Her Story internet service. Um, so... Don't subscribe because we still won't be able to get a connection. It's it's so frustrating. But here's the thing. We are proud of that episode. Mm-hmm. We want people to hear it. And it is what it is. So if you and like you can it, still awesome. hear us. Yeah, you like, can hear us. If it wasn't, I was going to say legible, that doesn't fucking make sense. Yeah, if it wasn't, if it wasn't readable. Hearable. Audible. Yes! Thank you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> listen to books on audible every day that is the only reason i got that i'm no literary genius i literally am like burp, burp, burp. yes we wouldn't release it if it was like literally complete trash or yeah. where it was like, like that's not the case it's just there's a little bit of like crickly crackly staticky sometimes crickly crackly so static fucking anyways crackly crackly that was perfect oh god okay That was great. Okay. That was great. Anyways, okay. Episode 28. What, what are, are we talking, talking about? <laughs> wow. It's because we're together. It has to be. It's because we're it together. It has to be. It's so, that psychic connection we have. Stephanie, what are we talking about? We are talking about why we continue to choose the same types of partners in a yeah. relationship. Now, this isn't like a blanket statement that we all do this. However, how many of us have chosen partners that are similar to either previous partners or, dare I say, our parents? Ooh. Right? <laughs> I think it is a – I actually met with a client yesterday, and she was talking about how for a long time she had the same pattern of, like, these pretty, like, destructive, toxic relationships, and, like, that's what she knew. So when she got in a healthy relationship, she's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Right? Because it's mm-hmm. completely different. And I mm-hmm. think that that's a super common thing that happens because here's the thing. And, again, I think this all comes down to self-worth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If we don't have self-worth and we don't feel some type of way about ourselves that brings confidence, we will continue to choose people that are not healthy for us because we don't believe that we deserve better. And while that's very sad and frustrating, I'm sure, you are in control of changing that. You have the power to change that. Right? Mm-hmm. So – if I were to ask you, do you think that you had a type 
that you would gravitate towards. Now, here's here's what's hard, though. You're with your ex since you were, like, I don't know, an infant. So. <laughs> a baby. I, here's the thing, though. It, like, he didn't match. I, I have never had a type. Okay. So that's the weird thing from, like, the very beginning. Oh, I'm just going to out myself right here and now. Chase Verban was like, oh, my first. Like, I hope you listen I, to this. I Chase. hope. I hope all I of them do. Somehow I hope you listen somebody to this. tags them because, <laughs> but he knew. Chase Verban knew. He was my first kiss. <laughs> I love you, Chase. Um, he just had a, a baby in there. They're a beautiful family. So he was like my first person, and then there was Kyle Perfetto, which gel like you're gorgeous anyways we're just gonna brush past that one like he's they're not similar but then when we got to high school it was there was adam but i realistically feel like because my self-worth self like sense of self was so low that somebody showed interest in me and i was like oh we're getting married now what god okay like me Like, it was so much so that. And he was so attentive in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So I was drawn to that because, like, words of affirmation, acts of service. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, that was my my jam. And then getting married in him, transitioning to a different person. Life happens. People Mm -hmm. grow up. Life situations happen. The death of his grandfather was a giant impact on him, which him and I were not together during that. And I know that that was a huge thing for him. So I feel like that drastically altered the way that we were. But then also, then he went to the military. And mm-hmm. the military and how, like, We people, know what that does to yeah, people. Uh-huh. So no need to go further with that. Yeah. Um, that. That also changed a lot. So that was just, it, it changed a lot. Let's just say that. So... I don't really necessarily feel like I had a type. It was just more so of, like, what speaks to me. Obviously, like, when you're younger, it's, like, attraction and things sure. like that. But then, like, I feel like the work that I did on myself allowed me to attract Jeffrey mm-hmm. to me. Not that not that it was, like, this some sort of, like, seduction thing or this, like, weird thing. But the way that our relationship unfolded, it was definitely because I feel like there was work put in there. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Not that I have this big, long laundry list of dating in my life, but if I think about when I was younger and the boys that I liked, or, like, my high school boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, I liked broken bad boys. <laughs> like, and I blame 90210 because I loved Dylan McKay, and I was yes. like, that is why I loved broken bad boys, because I wanted to fucking save you. Like, I wanted to save Dylan McKay. Yes. So there's that. Yes. But I liked the, I liked boys who were, like, troublemakers, mm-hmm. and that was not good for my parents, let me tell you. I liked boys who were like, not that I wanted to rescue them, but maybe I did, right? Like, I'm in this field for a reason. I, I love to help people. So, yes. And yes, attraction was a big part of it, right? Like, if you were hot and you were bad, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Literally. I'm here Ooh, for we. it. Right? Ooh, we. And now all that turns into an adulthood is like, you're just like emotionally unavailable addiction and unstable. Issues. So, like, <laughs> I'm not here for that. Addiction issues. I'm not here for that. No. Mm-mm, not at all. Um, but I do think, again, because I had such low self-esteem and a really poor self-concept or self-worth that, like you, when they showed me attention, I was like, I'm, I'm here for it, right? Mm-hmm. But how many times did I go for the guy that was unattainable? 
I like tortured oh, myself. That was literally my whole existence. I literally tortured literally, myself. When I like, oh, just, you don't like me, but I'm gonna make you try to like me. Yeah, the first two that I talked yeah. about, I was like, you don't like me, but not mm-hmm. that I'm even gonna make you like me because I didn't have that self confidence. But I was like, I'm I didn't either. I'm so gonna be around, stubborn and competitive. I'm gonna be around. That, like, which yeah. that's not healthy, right? No, like I was setting so myself up for fucking failure. Yes. Because I knew it wasn't attainable, which is just. I mean, I look back and I'm like, that makes me sad for you, right? But, like, right. I'm 37 now. That's not the case anymore. Again, not like I had this long laundry list of dating in my history. Um, but I think it comes down to also, and this is, like, this has always been interesting to me, right? Like, if you know about psychology, you know about, like, the Oedipus complex and the, is it Electra complex for girls? I thought it was Oedipus. Oedipus? Oedipus? It doesn't fucking matter, but I think it is a I think the other one is Electra. It has to be. So that, like, implies that, like, like, this doesn't mean that you are attracted to your opposite sex parent. Right, right. But, like, the whole premise behind that that. is you search for partners like that. Because here's the thing. That's what you grew up watching. That was what was modeled to you. And grew up wanting. Yes. Almost, as well. Like, that wanting. Like, I, and I, I realistically think that my whole words of affirmation comes from wanting like my dad to approval. say uh, approval yes mm-hmm. my dad to say oh you're doing a good job oh you're this like i can remember literally one time in my life and and I, let me just say this i don't remember things before 10 maybe 12 i really don't and i don't know why nothing really traumatic happened so i don't necessarily know don't know why i don't remember things before that i just don't my sister's always like hey you remember this and i'm like not a fucking chance mm-hmm. but i i remember once my dad telling me that he was proud of me or like hey good job holding he said i think it was like good job holding down the fort when adam was deployed the second mm. deployment so that in was an 20, adulthood, in 20, not even as a kid. No, not even as a kid, 2015. <clears throat> and being like, I, I remember making a Facebook status about it, being like, I can die happy. Richard like my H. Dad, Richard is H is proud of me. proud of me. Like, I, realistically, like, that's all I feel like I've ever searched for is that, like, approval from dad. But here's the thing. He grew up, my dad is one of 12, and so you obviously cannot – physically give enough love time Mm -hmm. attention to 12 kids Mm -hmm. and that's my perception let me just say that that's my perception i don't i don't realistically i have one child i don't know how you would give over four children your time love attention i to me that's just exhausting Mm -hmm. thinking about it i don't even know how my grandma and uh, my papa made it like and they were married till the day that my papa died so that's shocking to me because sure. I, I realistically am like, oh, my God. But, like, honestly, if you really do feel like that's how I chose partners is, like, searching for that male attention, right? It's the same thing with – and I think your dad was probably like this, too. But, like, my dad would tell us he loved us when he was leaving on an airplane <laughs> once a year. And maybe, like, our birthdays or Christmas. Like, it wasn't a lot. So cute that your dad told you, you love, he loved you. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I think what? it was like, if I die, I want to be able, be able to say <laughs> I love you before sure I get on this airplane. Where I love yeah. you. So then when Bug was born, he was very affectionate with Bug. And my brother and I were like, who the fuck are you? Literally. What happened? Literally. You're, like, giving kisses? You're asking for hugs? Like, 
literally, he's like, oh, you're my favorite girl. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, Richard? My brother was I like, I gave you that girl. I don't resent him, but like, what the fuck? And I was but like, like I, I would like an explanation. <laughs> I would like a, I would like a coffee chat about this, Richard. Yes, I, I so get that because like, I, I remember, I remember getting married. And sorry guys, if you hear like random, I'm like slapping my legs, like getting excited, and then like my, my water bottle is shaking on her desk. But I remember getting married, and I remember me and my sister both being like. Don't, like, fucking try to kiss us, okay? <laughs> At the end of the fucking aisle, don't be fucking weird, all right? They give a good pat or punch and call it a day, Richard. Like, don't do some weird shit. He was like... Did he cry? No. Yeah, oh, my God. It's my dad. Like, yeah. I, like, I, I like, we just, the cheek. like we just said. Yeah. Like, they were like, yeah. good job, buddy. Right. Like, my, dad, my dad was like, I'm going to kiss you on the forehead, okay? And I was like, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> okay with that i think this you're is, like <laughs> it's like you had butt on the way <laughs> it was so fucking awkward i was like this is not anything that we do and when he played me his song like because that was the whole thing too we we were like okay pick your song mm-hmm. that you want us to like dance to because you know you're fucking weird we don't know what you want us to dance to and he picked a song what was he, it he i don't fucking <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember Stephanie. don't ask me questions i don't fucking remember sorry it was it was it, it was an old song i know that i feel like <laughs> i know richie but i don't feel like that's it. it's not you look wonderful it was, tonight hello. Is it me? It was a doll. It was a doll, definitely. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> it, I feel like it was Lionel Richie, but it was not like, you look wonderful yes. tonight. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 God. That's okay. This is probably just got ricocheted. Sorry, guys. But it was just this awkward moment, right, of like, Dad, we don't typically... We don't act like this. So don't like act like this in front of people. Don't be extra. Don't That's don't do that. That's fucking awkward for us. <laughs> and I I realistically feel like I carried that into my marriage of feeling like like my sister and my mom always said like, "Mari, you're not an affectionate person. Like you don't hug us. Like it would be this thing like where I would like open myself up to You know what? I'm having like a fucking revelation right now. I would, I would, I would be super affectionate with my friends, right? I, I was going to say, you were always affectionate with me. I would hug my friends. I would be like, like in their face, but like with my in, like, um, immediate family, I would not. Same. And I almost wonder if that was like a coping mechanism for like rejection. Yeah. Dude. Uh, yeah. Cause like, if I don't open myself up to it, yeah, I can't get rejected. Yeah, I can't get rejected. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Uh, guys, we're working through shit on this podcast together with all of you dad if you're listening <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding here's the thing as far as like picking a partner based on what was modeled for you throughout your childhood right whether it's having two parents in the home together having a mom or a dad or who or two moms or whoever like parents are dating and bringing people in and out like whatever's modeled for you you tend to go that route because it's what you know whether Mm -hmm. it's healthy or unhealthy and that's something to really keep an eye on too right if you were in a house that was abusive that's your norm that seems like it's okay and so you will seek partners that do the same shit yeah and then you don't realize wow this actually isn't healthy this actually is really terrible for me Mm -hmm. and when people point it out to you you're 
possibly not ready to hear it or you're like no it's not even that bad like it's fine yeah you get defensive because Mm -hmm. you want to protect that person because you feel like you owe them something or you feel like yeah like there's this ownership there of like well it's not that bad or like oh it's only like this one time Mm -hmm. or blah 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 like i i don't know if you've been there i've definitely been there of like that it's this protection because it's out of obligation, right? Because sure. that's your person. Because that's who you chose. And then you feel like it's a reflection on you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if because I chose this person, I don't want it to like look bad like sure. on me in the sense that I chose this person, but also because there's so much time invested, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much time invested. I can't give up this relationship because then it means that I'm a failure. Yep. I'm accepting defeat, right? Mm-hmm. But it's making sure that we're understanding that there's different levels to relationships. And so you picking your partner, sure. Like you guys are going to meet at whatever level that you both are at, but it's more so making sure that there's a partner that's understanding and accepting of that you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. And growth can look like anything, yep, right? Whatever it, can, it means to you. Literally, mm-hmm. whatever it means to you. But if you want to try someplace new or you want to do a new workout routine or if you want to sleep in or if you want to change the way that you dress, that that's this person is accepting of yours like oh okay or you know they may have their little quips about whatever is going on but it's more so that they're okay with you expressing whatever part of yourself that is reaching them Mm -hmm. does that make sense Mm -hmm. and when you are in a relationship that could be like more so an insecure attachment like the the attachment style of insecure or if your partner is insecure that is going to affect you Right? Yeah. It's going to affect your ability to do things that you enjoy because of your partner's insecurity. It's going to affect who you communicate with because of insecurities. When I was talking to my client yesterday, I was like, you know, how often is it that your partner isn't comfortable with you talking to the opposite sex? So then you think every time you do that you're doing something wrong and you're on edge when in reality you're not fucking doing anything wrong by having a mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. But that's ingrained in you because it's their insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. And so again, picking a partner who is embracing of you and your personality and the things that you like they don't have to agree with everything that you like that's fine but they also don't have to like knock you for it right they don't have to be mean about it go ahead i was just going to say that it's not even necessarily like so say you get into the point where yeah you've picked somebody Mm -hmm. and then you understand that maybe three months in that they're not necessarily who you thought that you picked the important thing is to be able to focus on what is making you happy what are they bringing to the table and what are you bringing to the table and like how we've always talked about if they're not bringing anything to the table to serve their greater good then it's time to go Mm -hmm. it's time to be done with this relationship there are lessons that you can learn from certain relationships every time to be able to be like oh i like this in this relationship oh i don't like this oh this serves me oh this doesn't serve me to bring to the next one so many people get into this thought process of like i'm in this relationship and well i have to be in it because this is this is what I've put all my time and attention mm-hmm. and energy into. And instead of looking at it of like these are lessons, I'm building lessons to be able to see what I like, what I don't like. So then that way I can leave if this isn't serving me anymore. Well, and growing out of a relationship doesn't make you a bad person. No. Right? You can grow out of friendships. You can grow out of relationships. That just means that you are evolving and that's okay. It's okay to put yourself first and say, I'm at a different point in my life now and I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. If you are staying or repeating the same pattern over and over with the same types of partners because you have a fear of failure or change, you have to do that work. Nobody can do that for you. 
right? You have to talk to yourself about the fact that it doesn't mean that I'm a failure if I choose to leave a relationship that's unhealthy for me. It's the complete opposite. You are putting yourself first, and that's essential, mm-hmm. right? That yes. does not make you a failure. But I think society or other people's expectations that, well, it does mean that you failed because you didn't work hard enough for it. Yes. According oh, to my fucking God. Who? Oh, my God. That fucking meme in my generation. Yes. We didn't, we we didn't fixed give up. things yeah. that were broken. Yes. Yes. That's because Gertrude got beat. Okay. Like we don't stay in relationships that aren't fucking serving us. Period. We do not stay in relationships that do not bring some sort of greater good to our life because we know what we bring to the table. Period. I don't want to hear that shit of like we fix things that were broken. Some things are fucking irretrievably broken, gone, lost, whatever. Like. There's no, there's no badge of honor for staying in a relationship no. that didn't serve you. No. So there's that. Well, and the other point of when you get into a relationship that is perhaps the polar opposite of what you're used to, just like when you're starting with mindset work, right? You have practiced for so long behaving in this mindset. Now to change it up, you're like, well, this fucking feels weird. This yes. is uncomfortable. And you want to back off and you want to quit. Yes. That's not helpful that's not effective so when you get into a new relationship and maybe they're more affectionate maybe they're more communicative and they're appropriate with their communication and you're like what the fuck do I do with that like I want you to yell at me or like call me names because that's what I'm used to Mm -hmm. right that doesn't mean that you need to bail because you don't know how to handle it it means you need to look inside and say what's actually coming up for me right now is it that I feel uncomfortable (laughs) because I'm not used to it is it that I feel that I don't deserve to have somebody treat me with respect Right? Like, I think there's so many avenues that you can kind of cross when it comes to those thought patterns. You have to look inside, though, and figure out what the fuck it is that you're actually thinking about that situation. So then you can move forward with a new thought process or with opening up communication with your partner, whatever it may be. Does that make sense? Yes. How many times? I was literally just waiting for a pause. Excuse me. And to be like, how many times did you have to talk me off the ledge when the first time, like, Jeff and I started talking, where he is not a texter? Mm -hmm. Well, wasn't, was not a texter. And, like, for the first time, like, we were going to go on a date while. and he hadn't talked, he hadn't texted me. I think it was, like, five days and I was, like, so am I just, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, so we're just not going. So what are we doing? Yes. Like, and I made all these. So clearly stuff. you don't like me. Yeah. Okay. So it is like me. So I'm, it's just a favor. Like, to my sister, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, all of these negative thought processes that went through my head just because, like, our communication style was different mm-hmm. and our relationship style had been different. And there had been different relationships that he had entered into that framed the way that he saw mm-hmm. relationships and then applied to our relationship. Like, it's everybody's got baggage. The important thing is to be able to discuss this. Well, and own it, right? Like, yes. own the fact of, like, I'm I'm – I'm stuck because I'm comparing this to past relationships. The more you verbalize and open up and talk about that shit, the more you can let it go and accept it for what it was and know that it's not here anymore. I will forever say, you know, we say like kids teach us patience, working at Rogers fucking taught us patience, right? But I will forever say that Jeff taught you patience like nobody else. Oh, my God. (laughs) I, more than I ever fucking knew. Wanted to. I was literally like, we're on day five. Day five of no Never gonna talk to him again. So he hates me. He doesn't want to be with me. And you're like, Mari, it's been two years. So I wish you'd shut the fuck up about this conversation. Like, it's so true, though, because those patterns die so hard. And I cannot tell you how many times I've prefaced to him, 
like in conversations or about the way that he says something of like, hey, my perception mm -hmm. is that th this has happened in past relationships and this is what I'm operating out of. Mm -hmm. Like it is still more comfortable for me to verbalize vulnerable things via text versus oh, for in sure. person. In person, he has never, never, ever, ever made me feel like I no, couldn't he's say whatever I wanted mm -hmm. to to him. Ever. He has always listened. Mm -hmm. He's always responded and always then took action to be able to make me feel more comfortable, which is why I love him. I have always been, though, that it's like, I have mm -hmm. to revert to what I feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And that is, it's, it's, but part of me feel like that's just, part of me feels like that's just ingrained in me, right? As sure. a therapist, is like words make me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that I get it all out. I relook through it. I make sure that it's exactly what I want to say. And then I send it. Not that I don't want to have this conversation in person, but my icebreaker of what I want to say mm -hmm. makes me feel more comfortable. Well, and again, gathering your thoughts and seeing it in black and white is much different than trying to gather them in your head when you're in that moment, right? I tell people all the time, make a list of questions, make a list of yes. thoughts, like yes. do whatever it is you need to do to get them out so we can make sense of it. I know that when I'm in a hard, uncomfortable situation that I don't feel prepared for, I will forget a lot of what I fucking wanted to say. And then after the fact, I'm like, should have fucking said this. Why didn't I bring this up? Yes. Right. Cause I like, I panic cause I'm caught off guard. So, and here's the thing. I can't always prepare for hard conversations, whether it's with my best friend, my mom, a client, like I don't always have the time or energy or space to prepare so it just is what it is and you deal with it as you go and if there is something I forgot to say I'll bring it up later right yeah. like if it was an important point that I wanted to make I'll bring it up later because to me it's important to not internalize things yes. because I did that my whole life and I don't want to do that anymore yes because physically I feel it everywhere so at the end of the day when you are choosing partners that are similar to past partners that were unhealthy or ineffective or not great for you, it is going to take a large amount of self-reflection. And yes. I know that's uncomfortable for people, but that's where the change happens because nobody else can do that reflection for you. Yeah, your best friend can walk you through it and say, like, this is what I've noticed or this is what I think is going on. But until you actually believe that and think about it, it's not going to matter what somebody else says. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Same thing with divorces, right? We knew, both of us knew, that we would benefit from leaving our marriage. However, we were both very supportive of one another when we weren't ready to do that or to hear that. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I'm the type of person that if you tell me to do something, I'm not going to listen because I don't like to be told what to do. I'm just, I'm not. The other aspect that I want to talk about when it comes to choosing partners is recognizing that when you are single and entering the dating world, that every date does not have to amount to something. Absolutely. My great friend, Steph, who is not the Steph next to me, Steph, my other best friend, had, had a wonderful philosophy on dating. And she was like, these dates are lessons and we are learning what we like in relationships and what we don't like in relationships. And every date that you go on is a vote towards what you like or what you don't like. It's it's research development. So it's not necessarily like we're sitting here leading people on. We're very upfront and open of like, hey, I'm dating multiple people. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing what's going on, what I like before I settle down or whatever is going on in my life. But I'm, I'm out here in the dating world making sure that 
what I am getting myself into is what I want to. And I realistically feel like that's what worked best for me and Jeffrey is Jeffrey and I would see each other every other two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I dated other people in between that in the very beginning of our relationship because it was I'm seeing what is. It was a casual thing. Right. It was a very casual thing of like what is entertaining me? What do I like? What do I not like? Blah, 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 blah. And then being able to learn lessons of like, okay, at the very end of the day, though, what is serving me and what was serving me is Jeffrey of Mm -hmm. having that partner who is able to listen to me, who is able to provide for me, who is able to understand what I'm going through and X, Y, Z, I could go on until the end of fucking time. But the main thing is, is like figure out what works for you. Mm Choosing a partner does not mean I have to go on a date with somebody and then entertain them for three months to see if this is something that's going to work for me. No. Be very upfront and honest because here, again, here's the thing. If you are not bringing anything to the greater good, you can fucking leave. Mm -hmm. You can leave. I know what I bring to the table. I know I have my own jobs. I have, I can take care of myself. I am stable. I am this. I am that. Blah, 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 blah. Know what you bring to the table to be able to say this isn't serving me and I don't want to do this. You're not welcome here anymore. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. Self-reflection and understanding what you need and what you deserve. And it might sound silly to some people, but make a list of the attributes or traits that you want in a partner. Yes. Figure out what you want. You may already know what you don't want. Maybe you don't know. Maybe make a list of that too, right? Put it in black and white so you can actually see this is what I would love to see in a partner of mine, right? I am Mm -hmm. a firm believer in manifestation and like putting things out into the universe and things coming to you and in the time that it's meant to. So again, it's doing that reflection of what, what would feel good to me? What does an ideal relationship look like? Write about it, like write a narrative about it. There's nothing wrong with that either. Right. Right. Um, There's many things that you can do, but I think it ultimately comes down to, being reflective and not reactive don't just agree to a second date because they seem really into it if you're not we're not doing things to appease other people anymore we're not here for that thank you thank 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 you you. we're not thank you (laughs) i fucking love that guy so much so much so much so yes at the end of the day reflect back on previous relationships what worked what didn't work and have a mindset knowing I am in control of what I want to choose for my life. It's not up to other people. Other people don't get to dictate who you're going to date or who you're going to marry or what you're going to do with your life. You are in control of that. Yes. Makes sense? (laughs) Loud and clear. So much sense. Roger. 10-4. Copy that. As always, if you need to find us on Instagram, we are at BEA underscore XO11 and at SpookyFitMom13 at rewriting her story podcast you can email us if you feel so inclined at rewriting her story podcast at gmail.com you can subscribe to our youtube which is also at rewriting her story the pod not the podcast no nope. rewriting her story podcast yes yes you can also subscribe to the podcast for extra goodies for a slight fee per month but you're going to get extra episodes that aren't going to be available to everybody else you can let one pumpkin spice latte go a month. You can let one go. Let's, one it wouldn't go. even be a pumpkin spice latte. It'd be like an Americana. Like, it's really Americano, that cheap. Americano. Excuse me. You were thinking of Green Day. We can put Green Day on if you'd like. <laughs> but do not slight my favorite drink. Sorry. Love I don't, an Americano. I don't drink that. Oh, I don't drink that black bean water. Oof. 
Well, hey, I put creamer and stuff in it, okay? Ugh, Such a it. straight black bean water. I, I put it. creamer because I love myself, okay? <laughs> Anyways, guys, we love you. So much. And we appreciate each and every one of you more than you actually know. Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>